Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now here are your hosts, internet brand strategist Sandra Beck and marketing director for Toginet Radio, Scott Frazier. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with John Trupp, president of CPR My Career, and we're going to talk about LinkedIn today. We're going to talk about how to make social media job searches work for you. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of statistics here, so you just bear with me, and these were compiled in February of 2015 and advertised on LinkedIn. As of February 15th this year, 3 million jobs were advertised on LinkedIn. 94% of recruiters say that they screen their candidates on LinkedIn. 48% of recruiters, that's almost 50%, meaning half, use LinkedIn for their social outreach, which means they are reaching out to find people to work for these jobs. There were 44,000 job applications posted daily on mobile devices. That's just crazy crazy. And when they surveyed LinkedIn users, they found from the beginning of the year that 600,000 LinkedIn users report finding their current job on LinkedIn. And just as an item of interest for you Facebook users, when people post a job on LinkedIn versus Facebook, almost six times more views on LinkedIn than on Facebook. And the the companies know this. They're putting their jobs on LinkedIn. And John, you know, people say all the time, I don't use social media. I don't like social media. I don't like LinkedIn. I don't like Facebook. What do you have to say as owner and operator of CPR My Career, a company that has presented thousands of candidates to companies and found them jobs successfully. So what do you have to say? Well, uh, thank you, Sandra. And, uh, our firm caters to individuals who are between the ages 40 and 60. And so, you know, if you, I don't believe you would hear that comment on, I don't like social media. You're not going to hear that from a, a younger audience, but um, from between ages 40 and 60, I hear it all the time. People tell me, you know, I, I love your program. I love your process. We give a job seeker a very exacting process on how to get rehired. And with that exacting process, it includes a lot of work on building a brand online, building a professional brand online. You know, that <clears throat> typical average 50-year-old, and I'm, I'm going to be 49 this year, so it's really, I'm talking about myself, <laughs> Uh, it was my my thought that if a company is looking for you online, what they're really doing is they're just trying to find a bad Facebook photo or they're trying to see that maybe you're a little bit socially irresponsible and so they're not going to hire you. <laughs> and it's, it's not that at all. Um, what they're trying to figure out is if they should even waste their time interviewing you and if they can by what they see or don't see online, if they can scratch you off their list, you just save them three, four, five hours of time, maybe more. Maybe you save them a bunch of money. Maybe you save them the chance of hiring the wrong person. So they're really trying to get rid of you by what they don't see online. And so when I hear someone say they don't, you know, I love your program, I love your process, but I don't do Facebook, I don't LinkedIn. You know, I always say, well, you know, I personally 
don't care about your opinion on social media. Because right? your opinion doesn't count. What counts or what matters is the fact that you have to be active on social media if you want to get reemployed today. So what I like to say is I don't care about your opinion. What I do care about is what social media means to you, building a brand, a professional brand online. Well, and John, when you look at these statistics, 94% of recruiters use LinkedIn to screen their category or to, you know, to, to screen their candidates. That means 6% aren't. That means you're, if you're not on social media, you're not even considered, you're not even in the ballgame. Is that what, am I reading this, interpreting this statistic correctly? Uh, yes, you are. In, in my opinion, opinion, social media is just, it's easier to have quick conversations with people and to find people. It's just easier to do that. I mean, especially in a professional environment. I mean, well, Facebook's one thing, but then LinkedIn's another. I mean, LinkedIn is the professional Facebook. Um, where, and I like LinkedIn. I love their strategy. I love the way they put, the, put it together because it's the whole seven degrees of separation thing where we're seven relationships away from knowing everyone on the face of this earth. You know, LinkedIn is giving you your first level connection, which is your friend or your business associate. But then it gives you access to their connections and their connections connections. It goes three levels deep. And so with LinkedIn, you build a network within your profession, within your industry, that's substantial and that's current. And you have access to, and then you add a, uh, human resources connections in there as well. You build out some groups and pretty soon you you have all the connections you need to be successful at, at delivering the right message to, to the right people. Well, if you look at 44,000 job applications daily, that means 44,000 people are uploading somewhere to something to get some job. That's an enormous number. And you think, like, put yourself in the shoes of the human resource person. If they're sitting at their desk and they're going to have to screen through 44,000, you know, applicants, let's just say, you know, let's say it's 10,000 for that specific job. And they can go to LinkedIn and they can click on a few buttons and they can look at you and see, oh my gosh, we know five of the same people or we are connected through 10 of the industry leaders. Right then and there, you stand out from the competition exponentially, I would think. Well, absolutely. Well, and here's the deal. I've 44,000 job applicants posted daily on a mobile device. That To me, that's a small number because LinkedIn really is just making new inroads into posting jobs uh, within LinkedIn. <clears throat> they are, um, over the past year, have been dramatically increasing the number of jobs uh, that they have posted. They really want to, in my opinion, make a run at being the largest job board on the face of this earth. And right now, I think, I believe, Indeed holds that spot. But they're making a run at that. But I would bet today... Uh, June 11th, I, that number's probably in the hundred, you know, 120 to 140. It's probably tripled, uh, you know, just in the few months here. So yeah, they're they're making a large push here. But yeah, I mean, it, it basically, uh, these numbers demonstrate the fact that if you're not playing here, um, you're not in the right spot. 
Well, and you can post your resume so many different places. It's almost overwhelming. You know, when I look in job search and I look at, you know, you know, finding employment. But the difference, I think, with some of these companies is you're just kind of sending your resume off in a vacuum. Whereas on LinkedIn, you get to choose like how you present yourself to the public. Like for me, I wear a couple different hats. I'm a company owner. I'm also a radio host. So I might have two profiles for different things or maybe choose to combine them, but I can selectively choose what I want to expose to the hiring public. That's huge. Yes. And I think that's where people struggle with LinkedIn in that they have no idea what they should have on LinkedIn. And, you know, so I struggle with as well. And, you know, um, what should be out there? Or, you know, when I was still uh, at a major corporation, um, I had a LinkedIn account. I never really published who I was and, you know, what I, what I was doing. And, you know, I didn't see a need for it. I didn't see how it was going to help me. But now, you know, that, that was several years ago. But today, you know, you're looking at it and you go, I, I know there are a lot of people out there. I know there are a lot of recruiters out there. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, I know it's a professional network. I know, I know I probably should be out there, but you know, what do I do? How do I even get, get out there? How do I even use it? And if I am out there now, what do I do? Because when you go out and you actually look at LinkedIn and you start reading through the blogs and the connection, it doesn't really make sense to me. Like your initial, many people's initial opinion is LinkedIn is just a boring business type Facebook, you know, at least Facebook, you can see crazy stuff and crazy videos and crazy, you know, see what your crazy friends are doing. And, and, you know, it's all personal lives that are shared and which can be interesting or dreadfully boring, but it's still fascinating to look at. Whereas you go to LinkedIn and you're like, um, you know, I, I know I'm a mechanical engineer and I really don't want to hear what these 50 other mechanical engineers are doing. And I really don't care. And, I, you know, it's a, so you look at it and you don't know even how to enter the, that, that space. Well, it is. It's it's overwhelming. You know, I'm on LinkedIn right now while you were talking, and it's like there's your profile, then there's connections, then there's jobs, and then there's interest, and then you know they keep updating it. You know, every time it seems like I turn it on, and I don't turn it on every week, but it's like, oh my gosh, they're like, we have a new offering, we have a new this. So, you know, how could somebody navigate this without somebody like you who is living and breathing this stuff every day? I really don't know how how you could do that because there's so much to know and you guys have to be on top of this. Yeah. And I think you have to get active. You have to try the, the way you learn. I learned LinkedIn is, you know, I watched a ton of videos on this stuff. I mean, I, I've read books on it. I, I you know, it's seven. Uh, I bought seven books with the books at the time where I thought they were the best books I could find on giving me advice on LinkedIn. And I read all through all seven of them. They're all kind of saying the same thing, but, but regardless, uh, and then I watched a bunch of videos on YouTube regarding LinkedIn. And I watched the LinkedIn videos. But it still didn't really, I mean, it wasn't that exciting. And you kind of learn a trick here, a trick there. But I think what you have to do is realize you want to get active within LinkedIn. So you want to do something in there every day. And the first thing is this. The first thing is you have to build a profile. You have to, and you have to get a professional image of yourself out there. That's critical. I mean, we're talking about LinkedIn Regarding a job search, you're unemployed or you're not happily employed and you're actively seeking a new position. That's 
that's who we're talking about here, the user of LinkedIn. Okay, if that's the case, HR is all over LinkedIn. Industries and professions are all over. Everyone's there. Everyone's there. Also, because HR is so such a raving fan of LinkedIn, you have to be there because companies are checking you out online. And it's not like I said before, you think they're just looking for a bad Facebook photo. No, they want to know what network you you might have because they – you know, especially in our marketplace, we're hiring, we're t- helping people get um, reemployed between age 40 and 60. These are people with 20, 30, 40 years of work history. And so they're highly specialized and they have a ton of experience. But, you know, an employer, they want to know, well, first of all, has this person even kept up? Uh, in the industry? Are they active in, in the industry? <clears throat> if you're not active on LinkedIn and you're not in professional groups or industry groups, they're assuming that maybe you're not current, maybe you're not active. They're, they're going to assume the worst. Or it's, you know. So the first thing is, you know, are, have they kept up? The second, and, and, and a related topic, they want to know, you know, what source what kind of a resource could you be to that company based on, you know, what you're doing on it, based on your image online, you know, what sort of resource, that's what they're trying to learn about. They're not, they're not trying to find out uh, uh, about your personal, personal life as much as, you know, how can they be an asset to our company? So when they see that you're actively blogging in the various industry or professional areas and they can read through those topics and see those keywords and see that yes number one you're you are who you say you are and number two you're well integrated well entrenched into that profession and that industry and you're not only well entrenched you're active in it and not only are you active in it you're acting like a leader in it and then when I read through what you have, the content they have out here. It's impressive. Yeah, you're the person I want in my firm. And so so to get there, you start with your profile. So let's talk about the profile just for a second here. Because that's what yeah. people people are addressed with first, and that's what LinkedIn hits you with first. You must build your profile. <clears throat> I think it's think of an elevator pitch or the elevator speech. And I think this is where people struggle, especially if you're talking with someone uh, with a highly technical degree or background or experience. Uh, they they think they have a simple ex- <clears throat> explanation, and you find yourself still talking. They're still talking about the profession twenty minutes later, and you could care less. I mean, you, know, yeah. you really need a short, a thirty second or less big picture explanation is what you're accomplishing in life through your profession. That's it. Something simple. With LinkedIn, you want it a little bit more than an elevator pitch. You don't want it to be a resume, but you don't want it to be just that elevator pitch somewhere halfway between a resume and an elevator pitch. So big picture what you're accomplishing with some detail. You know, typically the best uh, um, uh, profiles are I can read and I can take a glance and see the whole thing on one page on my computer screen 
and I can get through it relatively quickly. I can just zip through all the highlights and the key points and bullets and get a good flavor of who they are in, you know, just a, just a minute or two of looking at that, you know, so that's your first thing. The second thing is a photo. Uh, the LinkedIn experts will tell you that, well, first of all, you need a professional photo done. Uh, cell phones, no. Friend holding the cell phone, no. Friend with proper lighting on a cell phone, no. Spare, spare me the cell phone. Go pay a professional 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Get a professional photo done. And well, like JCPenney and Sears, they have them. I see people come in their suits all the time into this photo studio at JCPenney and Sears. They're getting their pictures done, and it's like you're right. It's like fifty bucks. It's not going to break the bank. I think uh, Kinko's FedEx, the FedEx Kinko's office offices do it as well. They do those um, too. That's cool. So search around. Your local photographer. I like uh, being outdoor because you have great lighting. Or I like always being in front of a professional building. You know, so you look the part uh they stay to off center your face a little bit to the left or right uh linkedin is telling me this not me uh because they say it's i don't know they have stats or numbers i, I have no idea where they're getting their data but anyway you want a shoulder shot you know just your shoulders and your head professionally done um now you have the profile and you have your headshot uh and you okay when you run a search on linkedin because what we're going to use LinkedIn if we're uh, looking for a job, we want to know, uh, we want to find people who can help us out. We want to find companies. We want to find, maybe do a little research on companies. We want to find the name of the hiring manager. We want to find a, the name of HR professionals that can point me in the right direction at that company. We want to become big in our industry or profession via the, the blogging abilities within LinkedIn. So, Interesting, when you run a search on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is going to search your first level connections, your second level connections, your third level connections, and members in your groups that you're in. Well, if you don't have any connections and you're not in any groups, when you run a search on LinkedIn, it's going to find nothing. You know, <laughs> So you have to first start somewhere, and that is you have to make connections. Now, here's what everyone's afraid about. Well, I don't like, you know, I know that guy, but he's, I didn't really get along with him. Or I know that gal, and I, yeah, that was a long time ago. Or, you know, I know him, I know him, but eh, it's a neighbor, but, you know, we don't talk. or whatever. No, 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 no. Facebook, I can see why with Facebook, you may have reservations and connecting with certain people because personally, you're not a friend. Well, and this, or if they, they are a friend, you don't want to talk to them right now. Or they were a friend a long time ago and you don't want to rehash the past. You know, Facebook, there's this impelling this need to have all this communication with your old college buddy or your old girlfriend or whoever that may be. And you don't want to get caught in all that, right? So maybe you're not doing that. And it's, it's fun when you first start Facebook. I remember many years ago when you first started doing it, you're like, well, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. But then, but regardless, with LinkedIn, there, there really is almost zero communication when you make a connection with someone. So you have to be comfortable. With LinkedIn, the power is not necessarily your connection, but who they are connected to. So with LinkedIn, you want to connect with everyone you've ever met personally or professionally, period. You don't have to say hi to them. 
you don't have to like them. I mean, you probably have to respect them or they have to respect you to some extent, but you got to connect with everyone, period. And you don't have to have some long conversation. Now, with LinkedIn, be careful. Uh, you have to know who you're connecting with. I've seen a lot of people jump on LinkedIn and they figure, oh, I got this figured out. I'm going to connect with all these people at this company that I'm trying to get into and I'll get there. You can't do that. You can't constantly try to connect with people that don't know you because they can report you. And if you get enough reports against you, you can get temporarily or maybe permanently banned from LinkedIn. You have to follow along correctly. So you have to connect with people you know. Um, so start every day and get in a best, pra a best practice of, of our best job seekers would be every day, start of day, spend your first 20 to 30 minutes connecting with people you've met in your life. It's so do you, do you, when you do this, you just, you're, you're building like a sphere of influence that can either help you find a job or connect you with job seekers or connect you with HR, you know, cause those connections are what it's all about. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, you're connected with everyone. Uh, you're inherently building this giant network and you have no idea. It's amazing how, uh, when you trace back common connections, it's amazing who pops up, who knows who you don't know who your friends, friends are. Um, but you sometimes find out on LinkedIn. It's, it's interesting. Well, and there's also other things that pop up that are unexpected. You know, you know, when I we talk about like, you know, I found an old boyfriend, a college boyfriend of mine, you know, that I thought, oh, well, this is fun. And I connected with him. I haven't thought about him in 20 years. Well, it turned out that he is an amazing resource for some of the work that I'm doing and funneling, you know, clients over to me hand over fist. So, you know, you really don't know how it's going to work for you in amazing ways until you get in there and try it. That's right. I, out of frustration, a couple of years ago of people saying, you know, they don't do Facebook, I, I required my staff for 30 days to convince every person they talked to on the phone, every candidate that we were working with, that they needed to go out on Facebook and they needed to announce that they're actively seeking a new position. And I cannot tell you how many people got reemployed. People were floored, blown away by it. And because, you know, if you look at Facebook, it's a group of people that at some point in their lives, either they still currently care about you or at some, some point in their lives, they did care about you as a person. And even though it might have been a friendship from, from high school and now you're 50, you know, they, they're still very easily able to step up to the plate and, and help you out because they, they know you they, and they knew you well and they knew you at a time where it was, it was great. You know, you're part of the club, part of the group. You know, it was, everyone was social and you're, you know, you're, you know, you're one of them. So they, they're very easily can, you can very easily can rekindle that relationship and have someone help you that where you least expected it. And I can't tell you how many people, it was a, le it was a good lesson for me because I, you know, I didn't expect those kind of results. It was it was crazy. Did not expect it, and we got it. 
And so that was an eye opener for us a couple of years ago with just a tiny little experiment we, we did with Facebook. And so, yeah, it, it, the same thing goes with LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Well, and the social aspect of it, you know, I will say that, you know, when you're in between jobs or you're looking for a job, it's it's got to be pretty frustrating. It's got to be, from a psychological standpoint, really difficult. And to be able to connect with people and talk with people, you know, that's one of the things, like, you know, when I've not been employed at certain times in my life, John, have been really trying. What are some of the other things that are difficult you know, about being unemployed that, you know, something like a LinkedIn social network, you know, beyond the job search, beyond all this stuff that can help you because being in the right frame of mind is also important in getting a job. Yeah, it, it is. And well, the, the fact is when you're, when you're on a job search, you're not probably in the right frame of mind for several reasons. <clears throat> Number one, you lack confidence. You're laid off, probably, or downsized. Sometimes we call it trickle layoffs. Maybe you think it's age discrimination. In many cases, I actually believe it's salary discrimination, not age discrimination. Um, maybe your economy, your marketplace just kind of went away because everything was outsourced to China uh, or overseas somewhere. If you're in manufacturing, you know, who, who knows? And now we're seeing third party, you know, look at IT and how much is outsourced to India these days. It's unbelievable. Uh, you can go down Odesk or Elance and find a, uh, someone with a doctoral degree in information technology programming for you for you know six bucks an hour uh it, it's crazy and companies are using that kind of stuff so yeah you have a certain amount of stress just based on the fact that you're suddenly 50. i mean when i was working in corporate america and i always felt it was pretty easy to get promoted as long as you worked hard show up and work hard <laughs> you know two qualities that simply are hard to find these days but show up work hard Take the right steps, get the right training, you know, um, and good things will happen. And, and, you know, it was, you know, for a lot of us that are still in corporate America in our 40s and 50s, we're still in it because we succeeded at it. We were good at the politics. We were good at knowing how to uh, operate in those parameters. And, you know, it's, it's an incredible experience. But then what's interesting is that, you know, I had left uh, to start uh uh, my company, you know, in my late 30s. Um, but when I turned 45, I saw all of my peers getting laid off. It was unbelievable. It's kind of like, you know, when I hit 40 something, I saw a lot of my neighbors, a lot of, you know, I didn't know many people who were divorced. And then all of a sudden, everyone was getting divorced, you know, because the stats are half. Americans get divorced, I think. Like, also, your friends get divorced. You think there's something weird in the water. You don't know what's going on. You know, it's just that age. Almost now with the job and employment, everyone's everyone's uh, laid off. Everyone's getting laid off. I mean, high, ultra highly qualified people that you would never think would lose their job or standing on the street corner looking for work. And so, all that you've seen all this. And so, yeah, you have a lot of stress. One, you also have. Children who are now just entering college, you have parents who are entering the nursing home, double whammy, they call it the sandwich generation, right? You're, you're crushed by major expenses, and all the while, you're trying to save for your retirement. <laughs> How do you do it? You know, it's a bad spot. So, yes, you're in a bad spot there. And so, 
what do you do to get out of that rut? Well, you figure once again, your habit is to work hard. Let's, let's get at this. Let's get my resume done. Let's go work. And you do. You go out to a major job board. You find all these opportunities. And you can't believe there are that many opportunities. It almost doesn't seem real when you look at these job boards. There's so many opportunities. You just think, how could this be real? But you see the company names. You think, well, this is, this is legitimate. They were competitors of mine back in the day. And you might even get mad at yourself. I should have started looking a long time ago if I know the job marketplace was this good. I mean, you expected the worst. You've read the news. You've heard the press. But then you, you see all these opportunities. You're floored. You're blown away. And you, you apply to all of them. The first thing that happens is you get a response. Companies get back to you. They, you know, and so initially you think, wow, this is great. I get all these opportunities. I worked hard. I applied to all 15 or 20 positions in the last 24 hours that I found. Most 95 percent got back to me with email, and you think, ah, things are great, things are working, they're going to work out. I'm, I'm fine, and you, you kind of relax a little bit. The problem with that story is then nothing happens. You never hear back from anyone ever. A day goes by, a week goes by, a month goes by, a quarter goes by. You never hear back from anyone, and you start to get a little bit paranoid. You're like, like. Oh, really specialized, maybe I'm asking for too much money, I'm uh, maybe applying for too high level of a position, maybe it is a bad economy, maybe it is a bad job marketplace, maybe everything did get outsourced, maybe, you know, you're starting to really, so yeah, they, because of this lack of response, you get a massive amount of self-doubt, you know, and you saw all your friends get laid off, you're 50, maybe I'm not as appealing, I am starting to wear down, I'm not, I don't, want to work until seven o'clock at night. I, I have other obligations, so I can't put the hours in that I used to. Yeah. So there's, there's all kinds of troubles about where you're at sitting unemployed at age 50. There's no debate, no debate. And now and, you're from, from that standpoint, you, you guys have got to be um, well-versed in handling this population because they're your clientele. So CPR, my career would have, I think, more sensitivities or more understanding than other companies because you you literally specialize in that niche. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm living it. I'm in it. My friends are in it. I, you know, absolutely, we're in this fight every day. I mean, we've we've worked with close to a hundred thousand people in this demographic. You know, mid level to upper level management positions, blue collar and white collar, multiple industries, multiple professions, but. You know, someone between 40 and 60, yeah, we work with, you know, close to 100,000 people in this similar situation. We've heard it all. We've seen it all. Um, and, but we've worked with enough that we can actually start tracking what works, what doesn't work, what really works, what really doesn't work. And fortunately, well, and going back to my prior couple of careers, I... I made a name for myself in a past profession because I always leveraged the people I was working with. I would find out what people are the best at, what they're worst at, and I'd have everyone tell me that, and I'd take, assemble the best practices and could share them back with people. I was in a sales environment. And so, so anyway, um, you know, when we look at that, um, we've done the same thing with our company. We've listened to the active job seekers. We advertised high-level human resources jobs for years 
And I, when we first started doing that, I was scared to death because I was like, well, you know, they know a heck of a lot more about recruiting and career transition services than, than I do. Um, you know, who am I to teach them? But reality was they didn't know the nitty gritty detail. They knew the big picture stuff really well. They didn't know the nitty gritty detail or if they did know it, we happened to be on the right track, but they would correct us a bit here, correct us a bit there, but they were just very appreciative that we were, were there to help them out because no one's there to help you out. You go run a search online <clears throat> on how to get reemployed here in 2015 and you can look for for the rest of your life and you're not going to find much good. You know, now the search engines are so canalized by the pay-per-click stuff so that any article on the first page is paid to be there. Well, they all have an agenda. <laughs> so is it really good, clean information, good, clean advice? Is it really an organic search? No, it's not. You know, these companies know your demographic and they want at you and they want to try to make money off you somehow. You know, and so <clears throat> when you run a search on how to get reemployed, how do you know what you're getting is good advice versus just advice to bait you into buying something? So first of all, you don't trust the advice, number one. Number two, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of advice that uh, competes, conflicts with each other, you know, one person saying one thing, the other saying something completely different, and they both have valid arguments supporting it. So you're not sure, well, are they saying it because they're trying to get you down this path or what's really going on? Then the third thing is, most of the information you find is woefully outdated. And then lastly, the information you find on how to get reemployed, uh, most of it, <laughs> is at an extremely high level in that they're not going to go into the nitty-gritty details. They don't. They never go into the nitty-gritty details. What we have in our network, with working with CPR my career and the thousands of people we work with, we went there. We went into the nitty-gritty details. What are you doing to get more interviews? What are you specifically doing with your resume? What are you doing with your online brand? How are you applying to jobs? What are you saying in interviews? What, how do you negotiate a salary? All these things, what, you know, what are you doing? You know, how, uh, how are you communicating with people? And, and so when you have thousands of people give you that feedback, you notice and spot trends, success trends. And if you track that correctly, you can soon have a pool of best practices and you know we've been doing this close to 10 years and now at CPR my career we have a pool of best practices where we can coach that 50 year old so we were taught by the people who were having success in this demographic and now we can share it back with them. Now John we're just about ready to wrap up um, can you explain to the listeners today how they should take part in what you offer in CPR my career and what it costs? Sure. Uh, we earn money by working, having you work with people that we work with. We don't actually earn money from you. So if you want to work with CPR My Career, we don't charge you a, a penny. We earn money in three ways. We earn money if we get you placed within our recruiting network. We're tied to over 400 recruiting firms nationwide. 
if we can get you placed, we're going to earn anywhere from 10 to 40% of your first year salary, pay Joseph's recruiting fee. So <clears throat> we want to get you placed if we can. Uh, number two, we earn money when we have a lot of our individuals who are in a career transition also sit down with our one of our financial advisors who happens to be a specialist at uh, 401ks and IRAs and issues that you need to address during that career transition. And we get paid by these financial planning firms to set up meetings with you. Uh, and that doesn't cost you a dime. You just, if you want and you think you may need some advice in that direction, or you just want to double check that your financial advisor is doing the right thing, you can sit down with one of our financial planners. They're going to go through you know, where they think you're at, where they think you should be, and check to see if you're doing everything right. And you know, uh, but by you just sitting down for that meeting, we earn money there. And then we have a pay-per-click uh, process within our our own job board, where when you click on jobs, we we get paid a uh, little dollar, little not much, but we have lots of clicks in a year, and so it, it adds up. So that's how. We, so and to contact us, just go to cprmycareer.com and fill out the contact us page and we can reach back out to you and and we'll be in touch with you and give you a call and run you through our, our program and how we can help we've focused on three things recruiting outplacement which is career transition services and financial planning outstanding john you've been a great guest today it's john trump of cpr my career it's just how it's spelled c-p-r-m-y career c-a-r-e-e-r.com uh you're going to want to tune in for us later on we're going to have more interviews with john trump we're going to help you guys find your dream job and make it easy and painless so check out cprmycareer.com thank you for listening on behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.